Last time on Out of the Forest. Miss Hollis uh, walks up and pulls a key card out of uh, her, her jacket pocket and holds it up to a key card reader by the glass door and holds it open for the and, and motions for the tour to move through. You don't pay attention to people that you think are supposed to be there. It's only when someone looks out of place that anyone actually notices them. Just gotta act like we belong. I feel like down is where the bad things happen in horror movies, right? I think we should take it slow and not really do anything rash. I have to agree with you on that one. You guys couldn't have fucking said that five minutes ago, huh? We need to get one of these key cards. Yeah, I mean, I could bust through another one, but I think we're gonna keep running into these as we keep going. Uh, and you find a, a uh, split chamber that looks just like the chamber you were, complete with the uh, the test dummy wearing the, the, the football padding, uh, as well as like the, the arms with mounted fl- look that look like flamethrowers. Now, now wait a second. That's not. These levels are spiking wildly. What? what what's? No, oh, oh God! What's? And then there is a silence to this thought process that you have never known. Um, but from your experience with other spellcasters, you recognize it as the total death of the the brain having the thoughts. Hello and welcome to Out of the Forest, an actual play podcast about a bunch of swords in a lake hoping that they're Excalibur. We are currently playing Monster of the Week by Michael Sands. I am Chris and I am your GM slash keeper and I am joined by my players. I'm Evan and I play Baron. I'm Dominic and I play Karanunos. I'm Jessica and I play Enif. And I'm Alistair and I play Isaac. Um, yeah, so you are all in Veritate uh, discussing the information you gathered and generally trying to uh, put all your information into a plan of action uh, going forward so that you don't end up having two of you wandering on a tour and two of you breaking into a building and blundering about for about half an hour. Um, (laughs) You have all kind of uh, shared your knowledge, obviously, and discussed it. Isaac has looked up a little bit more information on the death that occurred at the labs, and now you are all trying to figure out what your next step is. So if we need to just, you know, get back in at some other point, you said that there's a key card behind the front desk, maybe, that we could try to swipe? All right. There were um, guest cards for visitors to get into the location, so... If we can get one of those, we should be able to get into the laboratories and any of the other rooms. That uh, seems like a pretty high-tech place, though. Isn't it a little bit more secure? I think it would be... I don't think we can literally just walk through the front door and swipe a keycard, though. I imagine getting the keycards might not even be as easy as swiping them from behind a desk. It said the receptionist would give it to them. So... I don't know if we want to break in at night and try and get something. Like a keycard from the desk, but probably might need some tools. I mean, this definitely isn't just... This definitely isn't just a, a strange vision that Isaac had. When when we, when we I was there, I, I felt, uh, you know, strange energies. And this is definitely a legitimate um, threat. I'm not sure what's going on there. Um it's definitely worth, I think, investigating further, but we don't want to rush into anything. 
Well, let's figure out what we can do without being inside, I guess. Maybe there's some kind of research or something we can look up to understand what's going on without having to break in first. Hmm. I feel like the problem is that we don't know who anything's going to happen to. Um, We found that someone had died previously, but I mean, do we even know that that was from this uh, monster or, or phenomenon that we're looking at? Maybe we should give Agent Franks a call. I mean, if the Polymer Labs is doing things that have anything to do with supernatural, um, maybe they're already on the on the agency's radar. Not a bad idea. I did it last time and I got in trouble, so I'm not calling this time. <laughs> <laughs> um can can Baron and, and Enif just do rock, paper, scissors for who's gonna call Franks? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, go ahead. Um you two have a rock you two lock eyes as soon as Kirnir <laughs> says he's not going to, and then Enif and Baron at the same moment you hold out your hands for rock, paper, scissors, and you quickly do it, and Enif throws rock and Baron throws paper, and Enif is almost certain Baron waited a split second to, to get the upper hand, but just does not have the energy to argue about it <laughs> and pulls out their phone. Oh That's my perfect. <laughs> Go ahead and give me a uh, de- uh, deal with the agency roll. Uh, plus sharp. Okay. Let's see how well this goes. You rolled a seven, which is a mixed success. Uh, on a mixed success of deal with the agency, things aren't so great. You might get chewed out by your superiors and there will be fallout, but you get what you need for the job. Um, All right, uh, you dial the number, and much the same as it has often in the past, uh, Frank's phone, Agent Frank's phone rings for so long, you're you're almost certain he's not going to pick up, and then like 30 seconds into the ring, uh, there is a quiet click and you hear a hello agent franks <sighs> speaking um i need this is enif i need to ask you about the munsdale polymer labs and enif is like looking at isaac like is that the name <laughs> it's like what's <laughs> gives him know? a thumbs up yeah okay um the munsdale polymer labs we are in there's some strange phenomenon that's going over there and we just want to know if it's supernatural in nature or just normal you're looking into the munsdale polymer labs that how deep into an investigation are you you see i'm concerned after i found you bleeding to death in a fight with a wolf a couple weeks ago i just want to make sure you're not bleeding to death at the hands of i don't know a scientist we're being a little bit more cautious this time. Um, Isaac had a bit of a, um, a vision, and uh, we just went to try and make sure that the vision was, if it was a past or a future vision. Um, turns out, and we discovered that there had been a strange death that had occurred six months ago. And uh, we just kind of wanted to know whether the death was supernatural in nature. All right, let's see here. Strange death. Well, 
there's only been one oh unfortunately it looks like I don't have access to the direct files from Lundsdale Polymer Labs here I can do something for you we will call this a big favor for now as I will have to pull quite a few strings but I hope you will appreciate it check in the dead drop in about I think an hour and a half or so. If it's not there, leave and come back in about 15 minutes, and you will find the credentials you need to visit the Munsdale Polymer Labs as a group of potential investors. Hopefully that will give you a little bit more free range to investigate on your own. Thank you, Agent Franks. We really appreciate it. You better. And the uh, phone clicks. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we got our way into the polymer labs at night well not at night but at least just into the building um we need to check the dead drop in about an hour and a half and we should have the credentials he said to uh pose as potential investors but if we're gonna do that we might need to change I don't think speak we'd be taken seriously like this. Speak for yourself. We have suits. <laughs> and Kurnunos, like, adjusts his tie. Enif and I went on that tour and posed as college students. I don't know that we will be able to say we're investors. Um, I also right. don't think I look enough like an investor. Um, so, <laughs> Enif just silently looks at Baron and Kurnunos in their, like, wrongly sized suits. So basically, our only options is to have you two go in as potential investors. <laughs> this is going to go great. Amazing. <laughs> in slightly misfitted suits. It's like, literally. What could, what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> okay. and, then, and that's when the It's Always Sunny logo <laughs> the gang gets arrested for corporate espionage. <laughs> oh dear. Oh lord. Okay. Um all right. Well, I guess we kind of wait around and then um uh Enif will will go check the dead drop and and after an hour and a half will has passed. All right, you wait about an hour and a half, and you head down the lane to the mailbox that is curiously missing any kind of Postal Service logo on it. That's at the end of your road. Uh, and when no one's looking, you go down to the bottom and pop off a uh, hidden uh, opening at the bottom of the mailbox and pull out a package that is sealed with no markings on it and bring it back to the shop. Uh, when you come back to the shop, you open it up and find a group of four ID badges, um, four uh, like button-up shirts and ties and slacks. I don't think there's like full suits in there because that'd be mm. a big box and also very expensive. Uh, but there's enough to kind of like all of you look uh, moderately presentable, and all the ID badges uh, have. What appear to be fake names on them, but have your photos and of you in suits. How did they get these? Huh. Agent Franks certainly thinks of everything. How did we even get our sizes? I don't know if I've ever taken a photo wearing a, a suit. Where did they get these photos? 
Uh, Isaac, you, you, you like, pull, I asked mind like, pull out your phone and check Facebook to see if you just happen to have a photo in a suit, and you notice something, uh, curious, your profile picture is just, like, a, a picture of Isaac's, like, face and, like, upper body or what have you, uh, I don't know, maybe he's on a fishing trip, I, I don't know what Isaac... A fishing d- trip? I don't know, <laughs> maybe it was a fishing trip with his Definitely family. Definitely a fishing trip. Um, <laughs> we had discussed at some point that his parents are hunters, I don't know yeah. if that's still in the canon, um... Oh, but, and you notice that the picture of your face from this profile picture has been expertly photoshopped onto someone else's besuited body. <laughs> so they're really good at photoshopping. I mean, they are a company that's called The Agency, and they're a group of people in suits and sunglasses. I think they can handle a little bit of corporate espionage. And Photoshop. And Photoshop. Whoa. Stoked on it. All right, but yeah, now. I mean, we can try having you guys join us if you want to. I don't know. We could get you some disguises at least, or something like that. I mean, we'd still have to match the photos. Say, I I think it it reasonably enough for the agency. As you dig through it, you find um, four pairs of like not comedically oversized sunglasses, but large enough that they block a decent amount of your face. Okay. Um, so you think that as long as no one's directly scrutinizing you, you could probably pass by without too much, um, concern, primarily because I don't want another episode where two of you are standing outside trying to figure (laughs) out what to do, and the other two of you are just having a pleasant time inside the the labs. I was about to say, Chris, you're being very generous with this. I would love to do something that we discussed, like, earlier that Enif does, which is every, like arc they try to fix their hair and it terribly goes wrong and it just ends up a different color <laughs> i i, I want to do that now <laughs> and just see <laughs> and see what what uh what color i have this time around all right roll for color. Uh, roll for it roll for, color, roll for yeah. color i guess what color was enough going for as 11 um i'm gonna say that um Enif was like, uh, it's like I think I think I have I have an idea of how because you know I think Enif's hair last time was like a gray or something like that, and um, they're like I'm I'm gonna try something and they go they go into their bathroom and use this like shampoo that they've been like you know uh, concocted before the, to help them fix their hair, and they do some weird thing and they were trying to go for um, a more like uh, I don't want to say natural color but let's say like it was a um, like a like a blonde, like a golden blonde. All right, uh, you get pretty close. It is just a little bit brighter than you intended. It is a, okay. a little more. So it's like, like almost white like, blonde, like anime co- anime character blonde. Yeah, we'll say talking. that. You went okay. Super Saiyan blonde. <laughs> super Saiyan blonde. <laughs> um, yeah, Enif comes back out of the 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 bathroom with their hair a much brighter shade of blonde than the gray they had previously. And they they let out like a groan from the bathroom, and it's just like, this isn't really what I meant, but I guess this is this is fine. <laughs> so unsure. <laughs> you look so different. Yeah, it's a whole new you. I, I was kind of going for just a regular blonde, but I don't know. Every time I use the stupid shampoo, it just doesn't come out with the color I want. 
I really need to work on this. <laughs> Don't they just have like stuff for a certain color? Well, if you want to fake your color, yeah, but this stuff biologically changes the color of my hair. I'm looking for a more permanent solution. Oh. Instead of just buying dye every single time. So for now, my hair is this color. I'll figure it out next time. We have more important things to figure out right now. If you were to use that biologic hair color changing shampoo on Baron, would his wolf form also be bright blonde? (laughs) Oh my god, can we do that? (laughs) The wolf's gone super saiyan. We just have like a bright green wolf following us around. This is something we can do between the episodes, so to speak. Christ. (laughs) Alright, yeah, so you all presumably suit up um, in the outfits you were given. Baron and Canunus actually have suit jackets to go with the uh, uh, outfits that uh, Agent Franks has provided, and as mentioned last time, the I think I said like the the sleeves were too short for Baron and uh, Canunus's pants were improperly hemmed. But now you have suits that look pretty much appropriate for you. The jackets probably aren't exactly fitted; they aren't like tailor fitted, but they are close enough. Um, and the rest of us actually seems pretty tailor fitted. You're you're you were a bit worried about that uh, the photos until you realized they were photoshopped, and now you're really worried how Agent Frank's got your uh, measurements. <laughs> uh, I don't even Do you think he think did this it. while we were sleeping? That's Does he the only thing I can think about. I hope not. This guy's really <laughs> useful, but I don't <laughs> but... know if I feel comfortable with this. <laughs> <sighs> the more I learn about this agency, the more I don't trust it. Anyways, should we... Uh get going i think barry like adjusts his suit a little bit sure um sunglasses on (laughs) sunglasses on sunglasses on i can't see anything inside (laughs) even if like grabs like a couple stones and like puts them in their pockets since they can't like wear like the whole thing that they normally have and like in the mirror tries to like adjust their hair but for whatever reason it went from like curly to like more spiked so that's like not staying down and they're just like whatever So now this, this is, is Naruto. <laughs> this, is, this is my life wow. now. <laughs> Naruto the investor. <laughs> it's like more investor. straight than it was before because it was like wavy before. So we'll say it went blonde and straight. Wild. Uh, all right. So you guys get headed out and head towards the Polymer Labs, presumably taking like the bus to get there since you learned that walking was a while. Yeah, that would be yeah. We don't want to make our we don't want to make our uh, suits sweaty. As true investors, we ride in style. <laughs> we're taking <laughs> bus. Everyone keeps looking at the four of you suited and uh, sunglassed as you are, uh, but you make it to Munsdale Polymer Labs and you arrive probably around four o'clock in the afternoon uh, and make your way uh, through the front door. Unless you guys had anything you needed to discuss before entering uh yes we need to say where we're from and be on the same page yeah we also need to figure out who's taking the lead on this because we can't all talk at once there's a stunning amount of silence here i was thinking of like all right we're from the 
Gray and Grace and Firm. Okay. Uh, as you're saying that, I think Isaac looks down and sees that the name tags have a uh, company name on them. Nice. Uh, uh-huh. And it says that you are part of the um, the Anderson Investment Group. It has a, a fairly um, generic logo. It's just like a circle that says logo. It's <laughs> <laughs> so mm. generic. Uh, just don't look too hard at that. Stonks. <laughs> stonks. <laughs> From the Stonks and Stonks Investment Company. Okay, well, we need to figure out also what exactly we're interested in investing in so that we can get to the right place. Um, I don't know. Science? I just. <laughs> I mean, they're arguably military contracted too, or government contracted, I think was what we saw. Which Isaac, he... do you remember what that lady said that Dr. Veronica was working on when she I don't, died? I don't think she said what it was. Um, as far as I know, it was just one of those, you know, kind of secret projects. Hmm. Um, I think it would be okay just to say that we're interested in investing in, you know, scientific research and can figure out what projects we're most interested in backing later, or maybe they'll even give us a list of the projects they're investing in, um, or they're, that they're researching. Um, we could also, if we're looking for more info, go to the archive. Um, I know that we passed it on the tour. It looks like it's locked with the key card, but I'm sure they'd let us in um, to figure out what kind of projects they have worked on, and maybe there's some information about what they are working on. That would be a good idea. Yeah. Let's let's go with that. Okay. You guys all, uh, with that prepared, head on in to the room where you're greeted by the usual tone followed by the welcome to Munsdale Polymer Labs. Um... And you see, once again in this room, the only people are the secretary slash receptionist and the security guard in the corner. The receptionist looks up and just goes, uh, welcome, uh, I, uh, let me just check my notes. Uh, oh, you're from the, uh, Anderson Investment Group, is that right? We all just nod. <laughs> Kununus, like, yes. looks very panicked, then the goes like, ah, oh, yes, of course. All right, yeah, we just got the uh, call in letting us know you'd be here. A bit short notice, but I hear you all are very important. I, I understand that you are, are bringing potentially a tidy sum to our company. We appreciate your interest. Uh, let me go ahead and call down the uh, person who will be uh, guiding you through the tour of the place and answering any questions you have. One second. And... Uh, he reaches over to the phone at his desk and dials a number, and you hear him talking quietly for a bit, and then he hangs up and goes, uh, they'll be right down with you. If you want to go ahead and take a seat, uh, they should be down shortly. Thank you. All right. Do we turn all just take the, a seat in the corner? Yeah, turn to the group. If we're being, if we're being a given a door, we're going to see the same stuff that we saw before. Are we staying here? Are we going to try to break in tonight? Are we going to try to stay here after hours? No, I think our goal needs to be figuring out more about what projects they're working on. They didn't really tell us a lot about that. So yeah, we need to kind of like make it. So we need to. We need them to entertain us. Okay. Yeah, we need we need to dig without them getting too suspicious. So 
we got to ask lots of questions and seem really interested in the projects that they're working on and don't do anything weird, I guess. <laughs> Big yeah. ask, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> don't be suspicious. <laughs> Isaac's like writing that on his hand like don't be suspicious don't be weird and then we get like a zoom out of the scene and you see the security guard staring at the four of you in suits and sunglasses whispering amongst yourselves in the, <laughs> the waiting room uh, I, thought, I thought we'd all just be standing there and just suddenly just T-posing and running into walls <laughs> <laughs> just all T-posing in the corner <laughs> menacingly <laughs> Weird investment tactics. <laughs> it's, a, it's called a power move. <laughs> the elevator uh, dings and opens up to reveal uh, someone. I think uh, Enif probably doesn't recognize them because Enif's bad at this stuff. But mm-hmm. Isaac uh, recognizes momentarily. You don't remember who they are or what they do because the tour went quickly and there's a lot of information tossed at you that wasn't important to your investigation but you recognize them as someone who worked in the offices on the second floor uh it is a woman uh looks to be in her mid-40s uh she is wearing just a a button-up shirt uh no tie uh and slacks and she uh looks very tired uh but puts on a uh friendly smile she walks over and just goes hello uh esteemed guest from the anderson investment group my name is Lynn Bosch, uh, and I am the science team integration specialist, so I know a little bit about both sides of the company, uh, so I should be able to answer any questions you have about our, 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 our very impressively uh, bedecked company as far as uh, research goes. Uh, again, my name is Lynn Bosch. Uh, what, what are all your names? And you guys can all just make up whatever you want for what it says on your name tags, because I don't care. Oh, okay. Oscar. But I can, will... we, can we all have the first name Anderson? <laughs> <laughs> no. Or, or last name, Let please. me pause it and instead. We all have the last name Anderson. Yes. yes yeah. I think um, Enith Years has the last name Anderson. Oh, okay. <laughs> because you were the one that called and probably the one that Franks trusts the most. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they got Oscar, Bartholomew, Ren, and Jameson. Um, alright, uh, so we're gonna we're gonna rewind this and um Lynn Bosch asks you uh, what all of your names are. Um Ina holds out their hand and, and says, um, hello, I'm Ren Anderson. It's nice to meet you. A pleasure. And, uh, she shakes your hand. All right. Uh, uh steps up next, just, Jameson Wright, pleasure. Likewise. Uh, Baron steps up, uh, Bartholomew Davis. You can call me Bart. Good to meet you, Bart. <laughs> and, uh, a little comfortable are we <laughs> bart <laughs> stop uh, forcing me into romance okay. no. <laughs> uh, oscar martinez it's it's a pleasure likewise all right um is there anything in particular you would like to see first or shall we just take the standard tour and see where that leads us um i think uh, we are very interested to know in what type of uh projects you're currently working on we're very interested in 
in investing money into sciences of the now. And we just wanted to see, you know, what what your your par- projects are so that we if we there's anything that piques our interest, we'd really like to give give some money towards it. Ah, good. Current projects. Yes, I thought it was a fair place to start. Uh, I will we'll head up to the third floor where the scientists work, and I will try and see if any of them are available to explain their work. They are all very busy. We, we take our work very seriously here, and so a lot of them really get into it, and we don't like to interrupt their flow, as it were. I'm sure you all understand. I'm sure you've visited many a scientific institution in your time. We're just nodding, nodding like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Of course, of course. <laughs> Definitely, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and Miss Bosch leads you to the uh, elevator, and it hits the third floor, and it takes you all on up. It dings at the top, lets you out, and um, on obviously on the right there's a small room, there's the bathrooms, and then there's on the left there's the hallway that has all the different offices on it, as uh, Isaac and Enoch saw. And Lynn Bosch leads you to the door, holds up her key card, opens the door, and holds it open for you all to walk into the hallway with the scientist's uh, offices in it. Uh, as you all enter, uh, she leads you down the hallway, um, taking, a, like, taking a close eye on all the different doors as she goes. And eventually she stops at one um, labeled... Dr. Jeremiah Crane, and it is slightly ajar. She opens it up and peeks her head in, and you hear her slightly muffled uh, just say, Dr. Crane, are you, uh, are you free? We have some investors here to meet you. And you hear another voice uh, a little further away, also muffled, just, uh, Yes, uh, of course, uh, bring them investors. And then uh, Lynn Bosch opens the door and waves you uh, to walk on into the room. Which you presumably do. We do. There are, I think, four. There are four seats here. Uh, so Lynn offers to stand as you all take your seats around it, and you see this uh, gentleman behind the desk in a, uh, a, a, I think it's just a dark gray lab coat um, that's just covered in just myriad stains. It none of them look like gross or anything. They're just like he's probably had this lab coat a while. Uh, and he has a keycard ID tag hanging out of the breast pocket that identifies him as Dr. Jeremiah Crane. And Isaac, you recognize this man. Uh, you all Uh-oh. did not get to meet any of the scientists in your previous time here, uh, but you recognize him as one of the uh, people from your vision. He was the one who was at the computer and panically typing into it uh, before the lockdown happened. Uh-oh. <laughs> do you say that out loud? <laughs> no, I do oh, not. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, you are all sitting there, and Dr. Jeremiah Crane uh, says, uh, "Well, welcome all of you to my office. I hope it suits you. I hope there's enough room uh, for your legs. I know it's a bit uh, busy in here, and there there are a number of bookshelves with books. There's a few piles of books, like just scattered around the room, and it is indeed a little bit of a cramped space. Uh, it's not terribly cramped, but it is, uh, you know, it's it's not the easiest to move around in there. There, the 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 smell of of musty books is just overwhelming in here. Um, Doctor Jeremiah Crane is a bit of an 
older gentleman. He's, you would estimate he's either in his 50s or 60s. He is completely bald with uh, a, a, a neat pair of rimless uh, circle-lensed glasses upon his face. Uh, he looks amongst the group of you and goes, Now, I suppose you are wondering about uh, my current research as... Uh, Mrs. Bosch here has informed me that you are investors. I I believe I heard the announcement earlier from uh, what was it the the Anderson Group. Uh, yes, yes, we're we're here looking for good investments in the scientific community. Ah, yes, I uh, I was wondering. I, I I can't say I'm too familiar with the Anderson Group. Uh, I. Don't honestly, I suppose, talk to many of the investment groups. I try and just keep my nose to the grindstone, as it were. Uh, we here at Monsdale Polymer Lab, I'm sure you know, specialize in insulation. Uh, we we do both uh, heat proofing and cold proofing. Um, just generally try and keep temperatures straight all around, as it were. Uh, current projects, I suppose, we actually have been working on a, uh, it's, I, th one, one second, and he, uh, goes and types on his computer really quick, and he looks through the screen and goes, ah, good, it, it just recently became, uh, uh, declassified, so I am actually allowed to talk about this. We have a military contract, uh, for a, a sort of a, a shield that can protect one from, uh, from flames, uh, it's, it has a, a, a wide range of uses beyond just that most basic description, but the basic idea is we're working on a polymer that would, uh, when assailed with flames, you can, you can still hold on to the opposite side of it just fine, so the, the heat transference is remarkably low. That's amazing. Is that something that we could see? Uh, I think we do have... A at least semi-working prototype. Obviously, it's very much a work in progress, but yes, I suppose I have time to go down to the the uh, experimentation labs and show off what we have so far for such esteemed visitors. And he... Is, Chris, I'd like to take a quick peek around this room. Does he have anything, like, pertinent in the office? Uh, you take a look around the room and kind of try and take everything. As I said, there's a bunch of bookshelves. Uh, most of them seem to be empty, presumably a lot of the books on the floor originally from his bookshelves. There's more than would fit on the bookshelves, so probably a lot of them are also just borrowed from the archives. He's got a rather large desk uh, scattered with papers with all manner of stuff that is... Canunus uh, wishes it was Greek because he could understand that. Um, <laughs> and... Uh, obviously his computer, which he is now locking. He also has a uh, photo. He also has a uh, photograph on his desk of him with a woman of approximately his age, presumably his wife. Uh, and that is about all there is in this room. There's like a um, like a, a winter coat hanging from a rack by the door. I think. Um, that's about it. It's. All okay. just I, a lot I mean, of research notes and such. Yeah, that's, I mean that's a, a was a good move. I, I I applaud, but I don't think you get much beyond that. Can I do, uh, Chris? Can I can can I do like a bit of a sensitive move to see if I get any any reading from Lynn or uh, Doctor Crane? 
Uh, I, I will remind you that sensitive is you just open yourself to the general, but you can just try that and see what you get for sure. Well, I guess I could do, I don't want to necessarily do read a bad situation. Yeah, um, no, you, that, that sensitive is probably your best move. If you're just trying to read it. Um, how are you doing this in a way that doesn't attract attention? Um, well, I think, I think Enif is one of those people that's, uh, already pretty generally sensitive to the um like just uh supernatural environment as it is um but i think i think in it's more of um and after you know practicing magic for so long they just kind of try and uh tune out any part of the conversation that's happening for a, a small brief amount of time and just concentrate on you know the two people in the in the room that that they're unfamiliar with because they already know the people sitting next to them. So just to see if they get um, a feeling of any type of supernatural energy from them, just to see if they're just normal, <laughs> normal people, or they could potentially be a threat. All right, sure. Go ahead and give me that uh, plus weird roll. is an eight so that is a mixed success you get a hazy impression about something important um you sort of as everyone's kind of getting up and getting ready to go you you linger in your seat for a second just to center yourself and luckily you are still wearing your sunglasses so you are able to close your eyes without anyone noticing uh just to to sort of focus in on the psychic environment around you um you 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 feel out reach out your tendrils trying to focus on these two people uh and you find yourself a little bit lost in this environment um something is strange here not specifically like the room where you're sitting but the general vicinity something feels really off it's almost like when you just you get the feeling of just like a hair on your back and you can't mm. quite locate exactly where that hair is. Um, that's kind of what it feels sensing this, this disturbance. Okay. All right. Well then Enif will pocket that in their brain cavity and <laughs> get up to leave brain with everybody cavity. else. Yeah. <laughs> all right. You all uh, make your way back to the elevator. And um, I have one quick thing to do uh, as we are making our way back to the elevator. Um, I just want to get a lay of the land and figure out which wall um, is it is like best adjacent from that hallway from the elevator uh, to one of the offices. It may come in handy later. Oh, gotcha, 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 gotcha. Yeah. Um, so, I'm sorry, uh, repeat what exactly you're trying to... Um, in case I wanted to come back and try to swipe a key card uh, from an office, um, I just want to understand which part of the wall um, would be directly opposite, like, from a uh, an office or someone's desk that they might have left a key card on. Gotcha. So as you're walking back, you realize that the office is kind of are side to side all along the hallway. Uh, so you figure that like the antechambers it was where the elevator pokes out is probably uh, next to two separate offices on either side of the door that leads to the hallway. Phenomenal. 
All right, uh, and you all load up in the elevator and uh, head on down. And I, I think making small talk, uh, Lynn Bosch turns to you, Enif, and just goes, uh, so where uh, is uh, Anderson Investment Gro- Group uh, located out of? Uh, well, we just uh, recently acquired um, a new building downtown, and uh, we don't we didn't really invest in uh, science before but now that we have a little bit more uh money to throw around we decided it would be a good good avenue that's why we're touring so many places now ah gotcha uh, I, was, I was hoping that you didn't have to travel far to get here uh, especially on such short notice um what 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 did uh cause you to have to to reach out so so abruptly it's, it's not often the investment groups uh schedule same day uh tours um there's a big uh uh big company meeting coming up soon and we need to get some uh some in- potential investment names on that list and so we need to schedule as many meetings as possible so we don't look uh dumb when we're standing in front of everybody of the the board there <laughs> business words business words <laughs> i mean that was honestly very impressive for enif who just yeah. like works at a <laughs> an alternative medicine shop all in sorts of bullshit out of here <laughs> they're just like our third quarter investment return on interest is <laughs> just like, down five points <laughs> stock portfolio stock portfolio stock stocks <laughs> uh gracious uh the elevator does arrive uh shortly after that and you all walk out into the sprawling halls of the uh underground labs and uh dr crane leads you all to a room uh scans his key card to let himself in and motions for all of you to head in i think lynn very quickly takes the door from him and motions for him to head on in, and he kind of toddles on in there and you are in one of the uh, observation chambers and you see dr crane walk up to the glass separating it from the actual testing chamber and look closely and just goes ah yes it does seem that we do have one of the prototype samples already ready for testing that's very good Uh, saves us some time uh and as you all enter the room uh Dr. Crane heads on over to one of the computers and begins typing. Uh, he unlocks it, and you see just, like, all manner of, like, different figures and shapes appear on, and he is typing lightning fast. And you hear whirring noises as inside the testing chamber, two arms uh, come up and aiming these these nozzles at a S-dummy that has a attached to it just this big sheet of it it looks kind of like metal it's like this this red kind of glossy substance um and the nostrils go on the other opposite side from the mannequin and in a couple of seconds uh dr crane just says all right now uh hold on tight and he hits one last key and flames erupt from the arms uh, shooting at this this material and you see the material brightening up brightening up brightening up but on the opposite end you don't see any kind of sizzling from the the arm that the this this uh, wall of material is attached to and the opposite end doesn't even light up a little bit um and 
he, Dr. Crane says, uh, over here you can see the actual readings that I know this isn't the best. We don't exactly, can't exactly have you guys test that would not be in any way safe. Uh, but if you look over here and uh, you see two different temperature readouts uh, that pop up on the screen, presumably he set them to display, and on one end it says 300 degrees Fahrenheit, and on the other end it says 75. Hmm. And he goes, the, the 300 degrees is obviously the, the flamethrower's output uh, at, on the surface of the, the material, and the 75 degrees is the arm of the crash test dummy. We have a, a thermometer set up in there. That's quite impressive. Amazing. Yes, as, as I said, we, we are still in the process of, uh, you know, working at it out to be a bit more financially relevant and... Uh, a tad more malleable right now it's it's hard to get in any kind of shape that would be useful for our military contracts but uh i've already said a little bit too much that's about all i can go into on that front um but as you can see we do get results here at monsdale polymer labs um this uh room setup you have here is very uh, very interesting it's more intricate than anything we've ever seen um and the other labs that we had visited um is it safe to be in here I, I thought you said you had just recently gotten into scientific investments. We did, but we have visited, you know, a few other places just to, you know, kind of get a look at them. This is definitely the most impressive one we've seen the so far, though. Oh, well, obviously, uh, uh, safety is the number one priority here. Uh, we had to step up some of our security recently just to cover up... Um, he doesn't say cover up. That's a very bad choice of words. I was about uh, to say. I was like, is. "Damn, go on." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Crime. Just in order to 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 re really step up our game in the safety world, uh, accidents are very rare, and we don't do not wish to have them anything but. Quite honestly, are all of your observational rooms set up like this? Uh, yes, uh, except for I think there's a few minor uh, experimental. Tables upstairs, obviously, for, for smaller scale experiments that aren't as likely to cause any harm. Chris, can I uh, use my sight move to take a look at the dummy that's holding the uh, flame shield? See if it has a yeah. heartbeat. Uh, so you sync up your eyes with Iris and uh, take a look around the room. Uh, other than, I think, Enith, and to some degree, Karnunas and Baron, uh, you do not really see anything particularly supernatural about this room. Hmm. Do the um, the testimonies, do they look like old, battered, beaten, kind of, or are they just like new, fancy looking? The, uh, this one in particular has some scorch marks on it. Well, no wonder he's going to kill him. He's mad. <laughs> <laughs> they keep setting this motherfucker on fire. <laughs> What do they expect to happen? <laughs> Where are my dummy rights? My dummy <laughs> civil rights? This is like one of those, um, what is it, the the, play, the company that, like, the Boston Dynamics or whatever, where the whole, like, yeah, videos yeah. that I'm just, like, kicking the shit out of the robot, where you're like, yeah, that robot's totally gonna kill them in the future. Oh my god. <laughs> Dr. Crane, is um, this particular project one that you spend a lot of time working on personally? Uh... Yes, I am one of the, the, the I'm the lead on this particular project as well as a couple of other ones that are, are slightly more classified at the moment, unfortunately. Uh, I, so I, I have spent a lot of time on this. In fact, these are actually better readings than our last time, so I'm going to have to get these 
to the data entry so we can get those added to the system real quick. Has the research process for this one given you any trouble so far? Uh, for this one, uh, no. This one's been pretty straightforward. Uh, installation has always really been one of our fortes, so we. this is really just building upon previous research. Um, I'm, I'm sorry, I think uh, Mrs. Bo should be able to handle your remaining questions. I do need to get these uh, these files before I forget up to, up to data entry so we can get these in and I can start running tests on them to make sure that they they fall in line in with our statistics so far. And uh, he hits a few keys on the keyboard and a printout prints out and uh, then he locks the computer, grabs it and just goes, I'm sorry to leave in such a rush, but uh, thank you so much for your interest in our labs. And he makes his way out uh, the door, leaving you with Mrs. Bosch. Uh Chris, is this the room that Enif had and Enif and Isaac had noticed before, is this the same room? Or is it a different one? Um, I think this is the... Yeah, I think this is the same room as what was in Isaac's vision. Okay. Um, I think as you're actually in the room, Enif, you kind of recognize that that echo you had wasn't quite in this specific room. Mm, Okay. It was nearby, but like there's something obfuscating your your senses, and so you couldn't quite detect exactly where it happened. But okay, yeah. Um, um Isaac, as you are you are still looking around the room, um, you are confused for a second because you see something just peek through the ceiling of the room for a split second. Um, and it takes you a second to recognize it as what looks to just be hover, like the tips of hovering shoes, maybe. Uh, and then before you can really figure out what to do about that, they, they, they drift back into the ceiling. Bizarre. <laughs> no, we're in a science lab. <laughs> um... Miss Bosch, can I, may I inquire, um, what is on the second floor? Because we're in the, well, this is the basement. I guess that would be the first floor above us, right? Yes, the first floor is above you, and then second floor, third floor, and yeah. Yeah. That's the building. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which, yeah, which part of the building is um, above us down here in this particular uh, observation area? She goes, uh, uh, that would be the... Well, it's the first floor, obviously, but uh, I think directly above us is actually the cafeteria. Uh, first floor has the cafeteria and the reception area. So this area of the floor must be very well insulated, then. Ha 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 ha. Okay. <laughs> 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 yes, that's why I asked. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Enif kind of uh, looks at Isaac, kind of like, okay, well, like, why were you asking? You know. Um, and, uh, what was I going to say? But, um, I never mind. I lost it. (laughs) Someone else talk. Um, Uh, Did you have any other questions about uh, this experiment or the labs in general or any other place? Would you, would you like to see the cafeteria? Uh, I would be very interested in seeing in the cafeteria. All right, uh, we can head there next okay. if, if if no one else has any other questions about the experiment in question. Um, I do have a, a question that you can probably answer on on the way. Um, 
Dr. Crane had mentioned that, you know, the main focus of the polymer lab is insulation, but I mean, is there any other uh, field that you're, you know, looking into or, or have looked into in the past, or has it just been insulation? Uh, she opens the door for all you to walk out so she can answer as, as you go and you, you make your way as she begins to answer. And she goes, we, uh, our scientists have a little bit of varied backgrounds. They've all dabbled a bit here and there. Um, so I know that Dr. Gretzky, uh, has actually. <laughs> Dr. It's like Dr. Gretzky always says. <laughs> <laughs> Do it. <laughs> Couldn't possibly. You have to. You miss every experiment you don't do. <laughs> what I was thinking, yeah. <laughs> Dr. Go Kresky, on, Chris, sorry. uh has has done some, some good work in chemistry. Um, I know, I think Dr. Parker also has a bit of a background in chemistry. We, we avoid uh, any sort of, like, biology. That's not really our department, Um a lot of it obviously is focused on polymers and, and what they can do for us. Uh, and you guys are now in the elevator heading up. Um, but we, we, we take any sort of um, contracts that we believe we have any expertise on. So we, we, we do, we've done a variety of different things. We've even fiddled a little bit with robotics, though Dr. Dexter uh, just joined our team, so we've only gotten a little bit into that uh, thus far. Oh, robotics. That sounds very interesting. When did Dr. Dexter join your team? Uh, Dr. Dexter joined our team, I believe it was October of, not this year, obviously. I don't think, I think it was two years ago, October. Hmm. Uh, definitely about two years ago. I, I'm pretty sure it was October. Uh, she took some time settling in and, and mostly aided with other uh, projects before we started to explore her expertise. Um, t- we took us a while, obviously, to get any contracts in the fashion. I think she just got one assigned to her, and it's really our first breach into the robotics field. Uh, it's, it's dipping our toes in the water. Hopefully that yields some exciting results. Oh. Uh, and she is now uh, swiping her key card and letting you guys into the cafeteria. Well, if, if we have a chance, we'd definitely like to hear... Um about any uh, chemistry projects that Dr. Gretzky is working on or has worked on. Um, that definitely sounds interesting as well. I'll, uh, I'll see if he is free at some point during your visit and we can have you sit down and have a chat with him. Uh, and she kind of takes a look around the cafeteria and you see that uh, there are a number of, of people kind of just dining here. A couple of them are chatting together uh, and she kind of looks over and she goes, no, I don't suppose he's taking lunch right now. It would be a bit late to take lunch because right at this point it's like 4.30, almost 5. Um, I think most people are probably going to be heading home soon, but maybe we can catch uh, Dr. Gretzky on the way out. Uh, what was it that, what was your particular interest in the cafeteria uh mr martinez (laughs) yeah i always just enjoy seeing the break room type areas um of the establishments that we look into investing in uh employee morale and uh the you know company culture in in which they work uh is a is personally very important to me, and I would never want to uh, 
uh, have our firm invest in somewhere that has any lackluster uh, areas for its employees. So that's fair. Yeah, yeah. we we do hold our employees in uh, high esteem. We we want them to be as happy as possible. This cafeteria was installed, I think, about five years back. Uh, when everyone was sort of complaining that there weren't any uh, restaurants close enough that they could walk to and get back during their lunch breaks. Um, oh, and actually not, time even to <laughs> not even the unaligned deli. <laughs> oh, no. It's too far. Uh, Chris, while we are here in the cafeteria, in that spot that is presumably above the room that we were just in on the basement floor, do I see anything with my sight? Uh, you, you concentrate on bringing back up your sight, uh, channeling Iris's powers once more, and you see a figure very slowly drifting up towards the ceiling and eventually getting, starting to go through it, um, that is, um, kind of looking down amongst the crowd below. It is a, the ghost of a woman... Um, she is wearing what appears to be a very tattered, uh, lab coat, and affixed to her face is this black onyx mask in the shape of a woman screaming. Uh, and as you take in the sight of her, uh, she begins to drift to the ceiling. Go ahead and roll Investigate a Mystery. This is a terrifying sight. It is. It's the same mask, um, that Old Man Jack was wearing, I think. It's a good thing I can't see it. Yeah. <laughs> we all know oh. Baron just starts screaming whenever he sees anything remotely spooky. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that is an eight. <laughs> that is an eight. That is a mixed success. You get one question. What would you like to ask? I would like to ask... I guess what happened here? Um... Okay. Uh, yeah, you, you take a look at this thing and try and gather it, uh, as well as you can in the time it is in the room, uh, and this, this ghost, uh, steadily makes its way to the ceiling, and it is closely examining each of the people in the room, um, it doesn't seem to be doing anything actively assailing, but it is taking a very close look at every employee in this cafeteria, as if judging sizing them, them up. sizing sizing them up very much so uh so what happened here is this ghost has is taking stock of the people who are employed here uh, and then it drifts to the ceiling uh i think this bosch uh gives you a weird look and just goes are are you quite all right mr martinez i am yes um is the bathroom upstairs the nearest one Oh no! There's a bathroom right over there in the 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 corner. Uh, we Fuck. have a, a three bathrooms. They're all single person. Fuck. What, um, what what is on the the first floor? I'm just very curious as to the makeup of the building. Uh, well, as I was saying earlier, it is just the reception area and the cafeteria. Uh, the elevator actually opens to both sides on this floor. Uh, that way, people upstairs can get to um, here without having to. Uh, Go through the reception area. And the second floor? Second floor is our offices. That's where all of our, you know, desk clerks, as it were, work. A lot of uh, our interns, our data entry people. I, my office is up there. Uh, 
HR, accounting, that sort of stuff. Uh, would be able to just quickly see it, if that would be okay? Oh, yes, of course. Uh, did you need to use Thresham first, Mr. Martinez? Uh, not at the moment. That's all right. I, I might wait till the end of the tour. Okay, of course. Uh, all right. Well, back to the elevator we go. So this is our office floor. Uh, we have our interns, our data entry clerks. Those empty desks right there, we're actually hiring a few more data entry clerks. We've we've been getting in a lot of data, especially with the, the new scientist uh, moving into a new field that we've sort of had to start building out our database a bit. Um, so you're expanding. Th- yes, of, of course. Always trying to uh, expand. It's uh, the motto of the company to to, to never let our our progress be stymied by the fear of ambition. So we're always looking forward well, here at Monthdale Polymer Labs. That's, that's definitely very good to hear. Very respectable. Yeah. All right. So uh, okay, data entry is there. Um, HR, that's uh, Miss Godhart is over there. Uh, the office manager, Mr. Garrell, is over there. My office is right there. Uh, IT, uh uh, that's Danny Callisto's office. Uh, their office is right over there. Uh, and then uh, Miss Hollis's office. Uh, she's our PR agent is over there. Uh, Mrs. Thompson, our accountant, is over there. And right over there is uh, Mr. Tenenbaum, our, our CEO's office. Like the CEO of the company. Yes, of, of the polymer. No, I'm, t- I'm asking Chris. <laughs> yes, of the polymer. <laughs> yes. Okay. Because um, I feel like we should see see him, right? I mean, as investors, uh, we should. As people imposing, as investors, we should not. <laughs> I'd like to speak to your manager. <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah, but as investors... As investors, we should. As investors, we should, yeah. Do I see that uh, ghosty... The ghosty person the coming up ghost. through the floor the on this yeah on this level uh i think y- you you get your uh sight uh going just as it drifts to the ceiling one more level huh. going up going up um can i ask her a question i guess yes so miss miss posh uh, what about the the building itself? Obviously, I see you guys are, are hiring consistently. Um, or have you guys been in this this space uh, the entire time? Do you plan to expand out to a new office, possibly, with your rate of hire? Uh, right now, we do have the space that we require. Um, we are obviously starting to really get to capacity now, but obviously. We don't want to make too many missteps. Uh, we don't want to move too fast and trip over our own feet, as it were. Um, so we'd like to see what our company looks like running at capacity for probably at least a year or so and make sure the team that we have assembled is a good one before we start entertaining ideas of the expensive uh, process of uh, relocating. 
And Miss Bosch, what type of uh, security measures are you using? Do you protect your data? Uh, do you have uh, security cameras or anything like that? <laughs> Listen, if we're investing someone, we need to make so sure they're like question. keeping our money safe. <laughs> no, it's it's a very good question, and Agent Frank's definitely set you up with a very good uh, cover to ask strange questions like that. Um, Bosch continues, uh, just goes, well, we do hire a uh, security detail. We have um, one head of security who is pretty much always here um, at, during working hours, of course. And we have a couple of uh, night security people who rotate out from time to time. Uh, obviously, we have a clean desk policy. No one is allowed to keep research notes outside of locked desks when they are not around it or inside of a locked office. Uh, and computers must be locked when you walk away from your computer. You've seen that we keep most of our working areas locked behind key cards, so no one should be able to get in that way. Um, we actually have two tiers of key cards. Uh, the majority of employees, except for the scientists, myself, and the CEO, actually cannot access the key card uh, openings in the laboratory for obvious safety reasons. Well, that's good Makes to hear that you take sense. security so seriously. Of course we don't. I mean, corporate espionage is everywhere, you know. <laughs> <laughs> whole, whole group sweats nervously. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in danger. Um, well, if we want to take a step into my office, unless you had anywhere else you'd like to visit on our tour i can go ahead and answer any final questions you have maybe book a second tour if you'd like um a real and maybe just set up a meeting with the ceo unfortunately uh due to the late notice of your uh tour here he is booked solid for the day but uh his calendar opens up a little bit uh next week i think uh would we be able to pop upstairs real quick and see if uh dr gretzky or dr dexter were available to talk for a few minutes uh, yes, sure. Uh, let's uh, just, while we're on the floor, go ahead and pop into my office and just see if we can get you scheduled. For, yeah, I, I'm sorry. I, I shouldn't be presumptuous. Are you still, you're still interested in investing in our company, yes? Uh, yes, we, we, we would. We just wanted to kind of get um, an idea of uh, which direction we wanted to invest in. So we want to, you know, make sure to see what kind of projects projects we're most interested in. That's why we want to get a nice wide range one thing that Anderson Investments offers is networking as well. The more that we know about your company, the more we can put you in touch with other um, similar companies. All right. Um, Enif, go ahead and roll a manipulate someone to try and get to go to talk to the scientists. Uh, and obviously, Kernunas has helped out, uh, so can roll that if it is on the edge. It is a six. Uh, Kernunas can help out. Kernunas, help, help, me, help me out, uh, buddy. Help me out. That is hey, a that nine. Is medium cool. All right. So I think how I'm going to uh, negotiate this, um, because on a mixed success on help out, you would uh, engage yourself in some danger. And on a mixed success on manipulate someone, you um, get you, uh, they tell you what, if anything, will convince them to do what you're doing. Um, so here's how this goes. Uh, Miss Bosch uh, seems to consider it for a second and goes, uh, 
You know what? That is a very good point. Uh, knowing the full scope of our research can be would be very helpful in understanding what you're investing in. And like, I, I I'm only worried because, as I said, uh, the, the late notice of your visit has uh, kind of scrunched itself into an already packed schedule, and we are approaching the end of the day. Uh, here, I'll grab someone who can take you upstairs to see if you meet with it. And uh, Mr. Wright, uh, if you'll come with me, I, I can, you, ho- you can help me go ahead and schedule you for another visit where perhaps our calendar will be more free, couldn't you? Mm, certainly. All right. Um, and uh, Miss Bosch starts walking by um, the various cubicles, lo- seeming to look for someone. And she reaches out and taps someone on the shoulder, and uh, a uh, 23-year-old woman, I say, you probably couldn't get that exactly, but she is 23. You can just tell. Uh, <laughs> uh, she's wearing a shirt that says, it's my 23rd birthday. <laughs> uh, she, she enters the cubicle leaving you on that side, and you hear uh, you hear Miss Bosch go, Greta, can you... Greta, are you? Greta, uh, forget it. Um, are you twenty three? I can't remember. <laughs> Kyle and she like, you see, you see Mrs. Bosch po- poke her head above the cubicle she's currently in and look over the one to the left of it. And Kyle, you hear Kyle go, eh, "Yeah, yeah, uh, Mrs. Bosch, how can I help?" And um, Mrs. Bosch goes. I need you to take our guest important investors up to the lab, see if they can talk with Dr. Gretzky or Dr. Dexter. Remember that Dr. Gretzky and Dr. Dexter are both very busy, so if they can't talk with them, that's fine. Don't push your luck. Okay? Uh, and Kyle goes, And then oh, also yeah. fire Greta. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's her 23rd birthday, but she's slacking. <laughs> she needs to go. <laughs> I don't care if there's uh, a cake in the fridge already. Let her go. <laughs> That'll be a going away cake. <laughs> she had her chance. Put her pink slip in the cake. <laughs> <laughs> um, Kyle goes, uh, oh yeah, I can, I can take him up there. No problem. And uh, Kyle walks out and he looks to be in his mid-twenties as well. He's um, also exactly 23. <laughs> is it your birthday, it's your son? They're twins. <laughs> He's got wi- wildly curly and a bit long ha- of hair, um, and he's wearing a a, a very uh, ill-fitting. It's a little baggy um, buttoned-up shirt with a tie, um, and just the, these very wrinkled uh, gray slacks. And he goes, "All right, folks. Uh, my name is Kyle Fredrickson, and I, I guess I'll be your tour guide for the next few minutes. Let's see if we can get you to talk to some kids, huh? I mean, uh, some scientists." Uh, Enif gives like a little chuckle and is like, "Ah, thank you." So it's the three of us going upstairs, and then Cornudos has to yep. down here. All right, Mrs. Bosch is leading Mister Wright off to uh, her office. Perfect. Uh, and as you, uh, Kyle leads you all back to the antechamber to head towards the elevator and that begins to go up um and miss Bosch leads you Kernunos, into mm-hmm. her office uh she motions for you to have a seat uh and she gets behind her desk and she goes do you like um like canned tea at all can i or, or bottled water uh can i get you anything like that and those really the only two things i keep in the office but tea would be excellent thank you 
All right. Uh, and she reaches uh, back and grabs, like, essentially, like, a can of Nesty out of, like, a little mini fridge she's got. And she, she puts it on the desk across, right by you. And uh, she unlocks her computer and begins typing on it. Um, and she goes, all right, uh, were you impressed with what we were able to show you today? My, uh, my expertise isn't in the same place as uh, some of the other associates, but I was certainly impressed. I'm typically not uh, assigned to science labs. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's fair. I, uh... Some of it went a bit above my head. <laughs> it, it sure does for me as well. I'm technically one of the office workers, but I handle the integration, making sure everything moves smoothly between the office and the, the scientist upstairs. So occasionally the scientist will hit me with something that's uh, just, you know, like, all, it's just all Greek to me sometimes. Uh, and she she continues typing on her computer and goes, uh, so I, I I've got to be honest with you. It's it was a it was a re- real lucked out there being able to get a demonstration on such short notice. Um, so I I hope you did enjoy that. If we schedule you for a meeting next week sometime, I should actually be able to get you in for maybe a more comprehensive tour of the labs and maybe actually an, a more official, less rushed meeting with a few of the scientists as well as uh, the CEO at the end where we can kind of discuss the actual investment. That'd be excellent. All right. Is there a day of week that works best for you? Monday's a bit book solid except for looks like we have one potential time slot around three going into four but still a little tight if you wanted to see everything um, well, let's see we have a meeting on thursday of that week and we have a oh well we have a board meeting on monday as well can we do thursday or i'm sorry um tuesday tuesday uh let me look uh yeah it looks like we only have one booking on tuesday uh and she types a few more things, and you you see on her monitor a couple like calendars pull up to be compared. She goes, "Looks like I should be able to get at least a meeting with uh, Doctor Parker and Doctor Dexter. I think are free most of the day. Uh, Gretzky, Crane, and Walterman are all in and out of experiments that day, uh, but we might be able to grab one of them depending on the time. Uh, would morning or afternoon work better for you? Uh, afternoon, most likely." Okay, uh, how does uh, 2 o'clock... I can't, believe, I can't believe I'm playing this RPG and scheduling a business meeting. <laughs> it's, I, I, it's crazy, isn't it? Uh, would 2 <laughs> o'clock to 4 o'clock work for you? Uh, certainly. Okay, that's perfect. Um, <laughs> where, where was all this, like, skill at espionage when you were trying to break into, of all things, a camp? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Isaac, I am a camper best Monet. <laughs> Hey, that was a perfect cover story. Who, who are you? I'm a camper. <laughs> My name's Brian, but I go by Isaac. <laughs> you know I was what? the one that said Barney. <laughs> <laughs> we had a set of this. We had something to go with. We did our research. Listen, I love the fact that Dom took the time to make a Mister Rogers joke in there. <laughs> I just, I do love the fact that. Canonically, we are getting better at lying to people. <laughs> That's fair. All right. So, yeah, uh, she schedules for that and uh, goes, all right. And were there any questions you had for me before we, uh, I guess, go try and catch up with them? Um, well, your 
doctor, when we were touring, seemed uh, quite worried about safety. I did read an article when I was assigned to this uh, business about a death a few weeks ago, months ago. How long was that? Oh, yes, that. Um, that was an unfortunate incident. Uh, it was I about six or seven months ago. Uh, we really did step up our safety procedures uh, after that happened. It was regrettable. Uh, some uh, An experiment went way out of parameter, beyond what we could have possibly predicted. Uh, we obviously have en- increased our prediction power as well as just generally preparing for a wider uh, threshold of error. Um, yeah, certainly. But I, when you're testing things as, as dangerous as whether or not a flamethrower can, can break through things, sometimes, unfortunately, things can happen. We do have a few like live firearms tests. Um, and again, the safety procedures can only go so far. Uh, typically, that was the only major accident we've had in our 10 years running at this location. Good to know. Uh, oh, that's the only thing I had. All right, very good. Oh, wait, um, no, the other question. Do monsters ever appear? No. Um, <laughs> have you, you ever aware had of a, a werewolf, ghost? a ghost, or a spook in your laboratories? <laughs> did, did you spook, get spooked one time? Just be honest. You spook the spook? Be honest. Does it get spooky? <laughs> On a scale of 1 to 13, how spooky is it? <laughs> Kyle is leading you all down the hallway, and he's kind of taking a look at the doors. Uh, and he goes over and he knocks at one, labeled Dr. Brown Gretzky. And um, you hear, uh, I'm busy. And uh, Kyle goes, oh, all right, that's, uh, that's a no-go. <laughs> okay, goodbye. <laughs> Zero <laughs> effort. <Give up. laughs> and he, he goes on over to the next door, which is the, the Dr. Dexter. And he, it's a Dr. Katie Dexter, and he knocks on the door, and it swings open slightly and goes, oh, well, uh, uh, he pokes his head and he just goes, yeah, Dr. Dexter, I got a few uh, investment professionals. Uh, Mrs. Bosch sent me to bring them up here. And you hear another voice just go, uh, I guess I have time. Yeah, I got a small break in my schedule uh, before I head out. Uh, I still have to meet with him. And uh, Kyle pokes his head back out and goes, All right, uh, yeah, Dr. Dexter will meet with you. Uh, I got to get back down there. A lot of work for an intern around here. And uh, he oh, opens the door for you, and he heads back down the hallway. And you hear doc- as the door opens, you hear Dr. Dexter go, Kyle, are you- oh, uh, is he gone? Did he just leave? I, b- I believe yeah, that he so, did. yes. He said he was pretty busy, apparently. <laughs> yes, the, the intern is busy. Oh, uh, well, have a seat. Uh, there are plenty of chairs. Uh, we, we, we have to give presentations to investors, not too uncommonly, so I try and keep enough chairs in here. And there are, in, in, this, uh, in this office, um, much as the last office, uh, a number of chairs, uh, you, it's it's a bit more pronounced. You, you realize, thinking back, that it was the case in the other room, but they were a little more matching. The chairs are just from all over the place. They're mismatched. There's a couple rolling chairs. There's a couple like actual office chairs. One is just looks like it's uh, cushioning is covered by what looks like like bowling alley uh, carpet, just from the designs on it. 
Uh, but she motions to let you all, you, you three sit down. And she goes, I am a Dr. Katie Dexter. I am a new, uh, relatively new hire at the Munsdale Polymer Labs. I am heading the new effort to expand into robotics. Uh, who, who, how may I address all of you? Um, well, I am uh, Ren Anderson. Nice to meet you. Uh, famous, famous Anderson. <laughs> famous Anderson. Yes. Andersons. Um, um, I'm Oscar. And I'm uh, Oscar. Bartholomew. You can call me Bart. Right. Nice to meet you, Bart. Uh, and what? Who? Who do you all work with? Uh, we are with the um, Anderson Investment uh, Corporation. <laughs> um. She she stands up and uh, kind of walks over and actually comes around the desk and shakes each of your hands in turn and you get a slightly better look at her. She is wearing a um, a, a fairly plain white uh, lab coat uh, with again like a name tag pinned to her. She has uh, like medium length blonde hair pulled back into a tight bun, um, and she has a fairly angular face. And she, she looks at each one of you in turn. She seems, just from her expression, to be a bit in a rush to get this over with, but she keeps a, a sort of pleasant smile on top of that uh, urgency. And she returns to her desk and just goes, so what questions did you have for, for me uh, in your, your investment meeting, as it were? Well, we heard that, uh, that you were... Um expanding this uh, company's horizon into robotics and we were very interested in what projects you were looking to work on uh yes so i uh i majored with a phd in robotic sciences so uh i've been you know looking for a job around monsdale which is harder than you'd think i i I'd searched for a few outside of monsdale but you know, leaving the town just doesn't sound that great. There aren't a whole lot of better places to live outside and in the <laughs> rest of the States. Uh, but I, uh, you know, I eventually got a job here. They said they were trying to find a new avenue, a, a, as you said, to, to expand into. And I was one of the few field. I was, you know, PhD in one of the few fields that they were actually legitimately considering. There were a few that they said they were interviewing but probably weren't even going to make the grade. Um, I've only got one contract so far. We just got it a few weeks ago. It's still a bit in the negotiating stage. I've started work on it just to get a head start, but unfortunately, since we're still negotiating, it's still in a bit of an NDA situation. Um, so I can't discuss that, unfortunately. Uh, but I am generally working on... Uh, I, my my thesis was on uh, mechanical prostheses, which is a little joke I used to tell in uh, in grad school. But she kind of peters off when she realizes that none of you seem to to be laughing at all at her joke. <laughs> I didn't really get it. Um... Her thesis are, is on prostheses. What don't you oh, get? Oh, okay. Now I got it. Oh. <laughs> we do that thing where you just kind of you know, oh, you chuckle. <laughs> it's like you oh, chuckle, oh, but you're like dying inside like <laughs> she, she gives you a bit more of a warm spot as you you give her a pity laugh and she goes I, i'm sorry that i can't share more with you at the moment 
Um, but I, I got to say the, the new contract is very promising. I, I think we're going to get a high return on it. And I think that the results will help uh, really get our, our robotics department running. And maybe I could even get a lab tech to, that, that is uh, going to school for, for this and I can take him on. Um, well, we wish you the best. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, and we just kind of are always asking um, the uh, scientists here, if, you know, if we do decide to invest in this corporation, you know, what, what their goals are and what they kind of want to research if they had the funds to do it. Uh, she uh, smiles and just goes, well, my goal, as as many scientists are, I'm sure not all of them, but my goal is to change the world for the better. I hope to get something that can, you know, fully connect with your mind uh, and, and hopefully not go all science fiction and just take over where our mind is directly interfacing and, and taking control of the, the mechanics we deal with, uh, especially to help those who are... Uh, unfortunately disabled in one way or another my goal is to really just lift humanity up and as she's saying this isaac uh your your sight kicks in as iris pops out with a worried look on her face as behind her the the ghost drifts up from the floor <laughs>